The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's, a it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. Not in Lego form, but in live form. Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Good, good. Are you sure we're not in Lego form? Because I feel a little plasticky tonight. <laughs> well, we are in Lego form because I'm staring at us in front of my computer. But talking right now, no. You're you're making me creeped out now, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, check out our affiliate links, uh, Biddy Boomers. Uh, Heroes and Villains has some new stuff up. Like they have uh, some Bad Batch um, shirts and hats and whatnot up. Uh, I want to say they've put up some new Marvel products as well. Sweet. Um, also, too, check out our web store. And hopefully you have seen our Twitter post. Where T Public's running a sale. Hope you got some mighty Marvel swag. I still got to get the Hellabus up on the site. <laughs> and I still got to do it, the Hellabus on one side and uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks logo on the other side for masks. Ah, uh, yes. Have it, that'd be cool. Um, the Also, too, uh, check out our web store. Um, and any other affiliate uh, superhero stuff, for one. They have brought back the hero box. And I believe there is a Spider-Man hero box. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Helps if I can spell. spell. That usually helps when you're typing in addresses. 
I have found that to be true. Alrighty. So hero box. We have currently there is a Black Widow box available. Nice. Uh looks like um samples. There's a the white suit, black widow uh, the black widow logo on a white hat. So it almost looks like the white suit. Yeah. Uh, the, the hourglass. Uh looks yeah. like it may have a Taskmaster pop. Um a uh oh Captain what's his name? Drum blank. Red Guardian? Red Guardian t shirt. Okay. Neat. Uh there's the Avengers box. Socks, beanie, uh possible Hulk neck gator, uh Avengers t shirt, uh a couple DC. There's a Star Wars Dark Side Hero Box. Uh, a few more of the others. There's a Deadpool Hero Box. Of course there is. Uh, there is a Spider-Man Hero Box. If, if this is the... If this is the... If these are what's actually in the box, Spider-Man, I would pass on. For real? Yeah, I don't... The ball cap. Most of them tend to come with a ball cap. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this ball cap. The T-shirt... The T-shirt is based on the old uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Wanted, where he's up against the brick wall with the uh, searchlight on him. Oh. Uh, Spider-Man suit socks, where it looks like Spider-Man suit and a lanyard. Yeah, just no. Uh, Deadpool has uh, elements that they're showing. A Deadpool hat. It looks like the eyes on the on the front of the hat. A watch and uh, a pair of Deadpool socks and either a decal or a magnet. I mean, the watch is cool, but I don't need the watch because I have my Apple Watch. But that's a that's a premium box. Uh, Sp- Spider Man box is running forty nine ninety nine. Deadpool since it's premium is sixty nine ninety nine. They're saying the value of the Deadpool box is at least a hundred bucks. Uh, regular box like Spider-Man box value is seventy-five bucks, so you're getting seventy-five dollars worth of merch for forty-nine ninety-nine. Um, that watch alone is going to be close, right? Um, the hats alone are almost thirty bucks, thirty thirty thirty-five bucks alone. Um, the Star Wars box is forty-nine ninety-nine. Um. The Avengers box is forty nine ninety nine. Black Widow is a premium box, sixty four ninety nine. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's some cool stuff in them. I've gotten them in the past. I I, I love the I love their stuff. Um, I've one or two. I, I and I th- I thoroughly enjoyed what I got. I am curious now since we're talking about this. Let's go Deadpool. I want to know. I want to know how much that watch is. Uh, if it's even on here, that that's the fun part. <laughs> if it's on here, if it's on there, they they do have the Marvel Zombies Deadpool Funko Pop. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. Deadpool's close to being a zombie anyway. Right. True. Actually, that's not a magnet they were showing. That was the Deadpool symbol patch. Oh. And that runs eight bucks usually. Okay. Okay, Kyle, I can see you getting this. What? The Deadpool Deluxe Mask. That's okay. it. Okay. Oh. And if you do decide to get it, use use our affiliate link. 
Oh, no, so it. when you say mask, are you talking like COVID mask or or like full face mask? It could be a COVID mask. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that mask. Oh. Yeah, you could do that. You could. Dude, um, I, I, you know what? I think I would do that. So I, I, I said what? Deadpool is what? $69.99? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. The hat. The character armor hat. It's a new era fifty nine fifty fitted. Forty seven ninety nine is current price on that hat. That's almost a box. Yeah, so it sounds like whatever else you get in there, it's it's a good value. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I am not seeing the watch. Shop by category. Watches. Uh. Y'all folks listening along at home, you can tell that this is kind of a slow news day. <laughs> it, it is. Well, yeah, it is. But yes. we're but we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of pick back up with a story where story that was the show called last week. Because <laughs> um, we we'll just say we have to thank the Canadian lad for some yes. Absolutely. Uh, We recorded our show last week. We recorded it on Saturday rather than Thursdays like like we normally do, like we're doing now. So we had just watched episode five of WandaVision. Yep. And so after we've done our show, Mike shares with us this, this YouTube link to, uh, and, and that's the, that's the name of the channel is the Canadian lad. And I, I'm just going to say, I like the way he thinks. And I would be saying that regardless of whether or not we seem to be thinking in tandem a lot. I, I think I told you guys, if I didn't know any better, I would have said he was listening to, he had been listening to the, to the show and listened to our episode, but the video, I hadn't released the episode yet. When he put his out. So we were very close to being right there. So either we're both right or we're both wrong. But I I will say I did enjoy I went back and I watched during one of my lunch hours, you know, just watching some more of his videos. And I do like the way he kind of pays attention. Some of his stuff, I don't know that I would go that far out on the limb. Right. As he did, but yes, he he had a lot of good a lot of good observations, a lot of good thoughts in there. If I had the time to sit down and rewatch the show at quarter speed like he did, I probably I would have to mute it for one. Uh-huh. Yeah, because everyone would be talking. They'd be talking like the the Sloths and Zootopia at the DMV. But how you just talked was too fast. (laughs) Exactly. um, And I really need to go back and rewatch all the episodes now that I've gotten to where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should say where we are because we're all we're all up to the same spot. Right. But and that is what I recommend to anybody who, you know, you started watching, you couldn't get through it, or if you've watched it and you're still not 100% sure what's going on, because 
let's face it, none of us know 100% what's going on. Yeah. You know, are we talking about, you know, Wanda is is going to be the big bad for Phase 4 or one of them, or if she's going to have to, uh, I don't know, spend time in therapy? Well, he... He uh, yeah. He yeah. even agreed with us that this could be setting up Wanda as the the collective bad guy in phase four. Right, which is what one of us said last week. So yep. um now going through I'm gonna I'm gonna play this video again so I have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it a little faster than quarter speed. Yeah, well. Um I don't know. See, if you log in from a computer, you can probably do this a whole lot easier. I have Disney Plus running through my PlayStation 4. And so the interface is not quite the same. And, you know, I may not be able to do it. But, uh, you know, we don't usually do a lot of unsolicited, you know, shout outs or plugs uh, on this show. But, you know, if you're looking for... If you're looking to figure out what's going on, you know, aside from listening to us, I, I would recommend checking that guy out on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, and we, we may have to reach out to him and bring him on the show. Dude, get the heck out of my head because <laughs> I was just about to put that out of my mouth. Well, one of the things he points out is one we look at um, when Agatha comes in, you know, Wanda's not afraid to use her magic in front of her. I don't think she At ever point, had. No, it's not magic. Use her powers. Yeah, but I don't think she was ever afraid to use her powers in front of her from the start. Well, early on, they do try to hide their their super abilities because they are trying to blend in. Right. But yeah. by episode five, she is tired of it. Well, and of course, we pointed out, you know, that Agatha, I mean Agnes. Makes a comment when something happened of, uh, should I take that again or should I do that again? Yeah, should we do that again? I mean, she is, she's totally in on this. Right. She is, she is probably the only willing participant in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Aside from, aside from Wanda. And... Things that have happened in the episodes, and again, Canadian Lad is is kind of on the same page. I'm wondering if the kids are Agnes's doing. Good, good part, good thought, good, very good thought. Because because when when the babies are born, or or when she winds up pregnant, it seems to be come as a surprise to Wanda. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When when the babies go from babies to five year olds, it surprises everybody in the room except one person, and that is Agnes. Right. Yeah. When they grow up to ten years old, they did that in front of Agnes, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Agnes is is she is in on it more so than we have been led to believe so far because she is the one who showed up with the doghouse right mm-hmm. and she showed up just in the nick of time when they're trying to get the babies to sleep yep. and she it's showed up in time to save dinner yes now the other one of the next points that he brings up or after all this is you know 
listen to the go back and listen to the lyrics of the theme song, mm-hmm. which has that growing pains slash um, family ties vibe, but also a little bit of just the ten of us. Ah, I've remembered that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there we go to where um, Monica is being scanned by the X-rays. But her test results don't show up. Now, and they can't identify her blood. Um, now, see, uh, this is where I don't know enough about Monica Rambo, the character. And is this, well, we don't know at this point if that is a result of her being inside the hex that she's not showing up on the scanners and they're not, you know, they can't identify the blood, whatever. Or if we are subtly being introduced to the fact that she is a super herself. And that was, that was something that he brings up is, or does she already have her powers? Uh, Because remember in the comics, she even took the mantle of, of Captain Marvel. Right, she was the second, well, all right, technically the third Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. The first Captain Marvel was Marvel. the second was Carol Danvers, and then, or wait a minute, am I getting those two switched? It was Marvel. Yeah, it was Marvel. Technically, Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel. Right. And, um, well, and while she was Ms. Marvel. Monica uh, became Captain Monica Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. But then Monica became Photon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now which, which, you know, that would be nice if she took that title again, but this time around did it in, you know, in memory of her mom, because that was her mom's call sign. Right. And, but there was mention of photons, uh, like she was bombarded by photons or something like that, that that was mentioned last but- week. We're getting there. We're getting there. Because <laughs> I don't remember us talking about that on the show. No, but we, we did not. T- I don't think we talked about the the scans and stuff. No. I mean, I noticed it at the time. Now we. But I don't think we uh, talked about it. Now we see. Wait. Of course, he brings up. Okay, here's the security footage of Wanda going into Sword's building and pretty much stole Vision's body, which is all apart. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like what we see in, well, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. Just like we we see, uh, you know, I'll let Agent Denozo. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. How about issues 42 through 50 of the 1989 West Coast Avengers the Vision Quest story arc. Wanda now, walks into a science lab and there's Vision all apart. And with this whole thing, it's this is where he goes from his green, red, and yellow to the all white. Yeah. Right. And no Mind Stone. Well, now, here's something that uh, I was, t- Don and I were talking about this. And here is something that she brought up. Because number one, she, she what? Because nobody's talked about this. What was Sword doing with his body that it was all apart? Number two, 
the director of Sword has the very the very same last name as a villain from Agents of Shield. There's no, I mean, th- things don't just happen, right? Question. Well, I mean, there is that question because clearly. If if vision his body is in pieces, somebody's done some dissecting mm-hmm. because yeah. basically he when when he was killed the second time, he Thanos just basically dug a chunk out of his skull. Right, that body should have still been intact, as per the Sokovia Accords and as per his living will. Right, right, but. If potentially Sword took the body or took advantage of taking the body after Tony died, well, no, because we don't see we don't see Vision in in game, do we? No, no. Okay, so during that five year period, who's to say Sword didn't take him to try and bring him back as just an android and not the. You know, like we see in Vision Quest. Or are they trying to weaponize them in some way? That could be, too, because that's what they were looking at in, in Vision Quest was to weaponize them. But since he didn't have the Mind Stone anymore, rely on the, the Android aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, here's something. So... Brian Hayward was uh, part of the Centipede Project in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he was, wait a minute, the Centipede Project where they were using extremist technology? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The one that basically gave us Deathlock. Yep. Yep. So what I'm hearing, Kylan, is one division dropped an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference on us. It yep. did. And remember, the Centipede Project is tied to Hydra. Oh, and now here's something else. Here's something else that Don brought up, and it blew my mind, and I have to wait to see what happens in the next episode. Just, just and I, don't, I don't know if you want to call this spitballing, but what if each of the commercials was co- uh, correlated with an Infinity Stone? Mm. So, well, I mean, I could see I could see the Legos paper towels being the ether, right? Because it was sometimes in liquid form. And you got the watch. That's time. Okay. Uh, the hydro soak would be what? Uh, hydro soak. I would that think would that be, would be the ether. No, hydro soak could be the uh, um, like the, uh, the, 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 the um, reality, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, because that's because it's sort of like taking reality away, you yeah. know, so, all right, or, or, or like the uh, t- Tesseract. And then what well, would the Tesseract the, was the space? That'd be the toaster, the first one. Okay. The, the commercial. So, so then I'm trying, so that's, so then we got space, time, ether. Well, see, I don't. I don't know that I completely can 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 go with that because Hydra didn't know about the time stone. Yeah. See, I, I see this as being more of the commercials relate to events of her life because Lagos, yeah, right. Lagos paper towels, it cleans up your mess. Well, 
Lagos. You know, we didn't mean to make a mess. Yeah. Lagos is where she, that was like the straw that kind of broke the camel's back to cause the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Was because of her the events in Lagos. Right. Where she... Didn't mean to make a mess, but she did. <laughs> especially with the building. Yeah. You know, she took the life of many civilians while trying to save Captain America. Now, the other question is, why is why is this area a hex? The hex has been, a, if you think about it, when it comes to vision and the Mind Stone, the hex has been the primary symbol for the Mind Stone and for Jarvis or Vision, the AI, because yeah. we see that the hexagon symbol three different times in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, also. And, and the Mind Stone is an elongated hex. Hexagon. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in the comics, Wanda's energy blasts are called hex bolts. Yep. Well, her powers are affected from the Mind Stone. If we remember right. Now, the other thing. Why did the dog try and kill itself with the electrical outlet? I don't think we ever addressed that. Uh, no, we didn't. And I think it's kind of, well, they had a dog. If, if I'm, if I understand this right in the comics, they had a dog too, that also died from eating a poisonous plant. And his name was Sparky. So this could very easily be an Easter egg back just, to the comics. Yeah. It could be a, a throwback to the comics. It could also just be a little, I know I don't want to use this term lightly, but a throwaway just to say, you know, it's like, what are we going to name this dog? Well, if you want to throw back to the comics, the dog's name is Sparky. We got to give it a reason to be named Sparky. Mm-hmm. So what better way to call it Sparky than to get a spark? Right. And how are you going to get a spark? Well, you're going to lick an outlet. Right. But he does end up dying from eating the leaves of the Wonder Girl bloom. In the comics, in the in WandaVision, it's the azalea bush. Right. Now, when you and I talked about this, did you ever look up to see if azaleas were poisonous to dogs? You know what? I'll do that right now. Okay. Now, uh, I, now we we had talked about, you know, how Wanda's literally rewriting reality and how her 70s costume was bulletproof. Um, but uh, no, they're, they're still talking about, you know, the sun, you know, that there's no, you know, of course, during this time, Darcy, Wu, and, and her are talking about, you know, Captain Marvel gets brought up. And you can tell there's no love lost there between her and Captain Marvel. Right. Yeah, there's there's some friction there. And... I want to know what that friction is, because especially if if in the the earlier part where we see Monica in that episode, she's saying, you know, because the director Hayward says, you know, space is full of unexpected threats and she comes back, you know, threats and allies. So is she talking about Captain Marvel at that time? Is she talking about Carol at that point? I took it as saying yes, but you know, you can have, you can count on somebody as an ally and still hate their guts. Right. Yeah. We, we talked about vision, um, 
cleaning Norm's head real quick. And he's, he keeps repeating, you have to stop her. She's in my head. Um, but he kept noticing, he said, he, he's got to stop her. He's got doesn't mention any names. So the question is, is it really Wanda or could it be well, Agnes? Well, it could be, but in one of the trailers, there's a scene where Vision does the exact same thing to Agnes. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what to make of that. You know, it could well, be that. And the funny thing is, too, Agnes is dressed as a witch in this particular trailer. Right. So that that tells me this is the the quote unquote Halloween episode that we've seen clips of in the trailers where, you know, oh, all of a sudden we got kids. Yeah. Right. Oh, there were never kids before. Aside from the two boys. So until Vision mentions something. So I guess the question is, is he checking Agnes to see if Wanda is under has her under control or is he kind of doing like a, a Vulcan mind meld and trying well, to read his mind because if you notice is it Billy one of the kids does the, one of the kids does the exact same thing by touching his head to make the dogs to make Sparky talk mm-hmm. like and he, that that would be the one that would become wicked yeah probably so See, just and and we are going off of such little information as just little clips from from a trailer. Now, now, granted, some of this is coming from Canadian lad, and I and let's 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 own where that's co- where what is coming. Let's let's own that where it's coming from there. Right. Uh, some of the things that we have seen, we have seen some of it. We have said now some of it that CL has pointed out we're kind of like oh crap that did happen but when i saw the the snippet in the trailer mm-hmm. yes that that looks like it's part of the quote-unquote halloween episode but it looks like agnes is under somebody else's control so i mean we are norm is saying yes you know stop her she's he's always saying she and does not say you know who this she is of course, that is that's just part of the director. You know, <laughs> you're not going to spell that out yet. Right. Um, is it Agnes? Yeah, there's an argument that could be made for Agnes. There's an argument that could be weighed for Wanda. But I'm just wondering how much is is Agnes being controlled all this time as well? Is she under somebody else's influence? Let's just go ahead and say, is it Mephisto? Yeah. Is it Nightmare? Is it somebody else? Is it, you know, Hydra or whatever? Right. 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 Now, to, to continue on with his video, we're, I'm getting near the end of it. Um, Monica and Darcy were discussing the, the anomaly and they're at Westview. And Monica mentions an aerospace engineer. And Darcy goes, I know an aerospace engineer. Or no, Monica she, says, says she Monica knows. says I know one that could help and she starts texting. Uh-huh. Who Kylan, did you watch this video? I did not, not yet. Okay. Aerospace engineer. Who could she be talking about? Riri Williams. No. You, you got the initials right, almost. Re- 
I can see Reed Richards getting involved in this, though. Well, see, I think about it. When, who who was the nanny to Franklin Richards for a bit? Right, Agatha right. Harkness. Okay, when I first saw that scene, mm-hmm. and she says, "I know an aerospace engineer that might, you know, that might help." She was looking dead at Darcy. Right. And Darcy is like, well, Darcy is astrophysics. She's not aerospace engineering. Right. And looking back, I should not have made the connection that I did. But because Monica was staring right at Darcy when she said it, I thought she basically was trying to volunteer Darcy for something. Okay. But but looking back at it, of course— Darcy goes back and mentions the amount of radiation. Ah, okay. And if that's the case, we could see another superhero entering this story. That other superhero, if it's not Strange showing up, could be Reed Richards. Because who would know about cosmic radiation? Reed. Well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. There are a lot of characters that could. Yeah. True. She could be talking Shuri. Right. True. Could be talking because Shuri was trying to remove the Mind Stone from Vision. True. For and this this may sound weird, but for some reason to me, like when I think Fantastic Four, I think like next level apocalyptic events only. Like uh, and for some, I I I'm I feel like this is just a, would be a little bit beneath Reed. Now could be wrong. I I could be completely wrong, but for some reason I just I just can't see it being Reed. I don't yeah. know. You know it it could be. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. One thing though, I think. I think the core thing that we we need to consider here is that with with recast Pietro showing up at the end of the episode, all bets are off. Yeah, right. We are seeing and and this is there's no doubt in my mind that WandaVision exists primarily to set up Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, where it comes into multiverse of madness. We, you know, we've been putting emphasis on the madness part because, you know, Wanda's gone a bit cuckoo. A bit. A bit. But she's she's rewriting reality. And I think one of us touched on it last week saying, you know, what if in her efforts to rewrite reality in Westview, she's opening some doors to other dimensions, so, you know, it could be she has opened the door to the Fox universe or she's put so much strain in the barriers between realities that someone else has been able to do that. Right. right. And at that point, you know, regardless of who's doing it, this series also serves as a plot point to bring the other realities into the MCU. Yeah. Now. Here, here's another. I didn't catch it, and now I cannot not see it. Yeah. Um, the windows right there by the door, front door, the way the curtains are are done. What's it look like? It the looks empty like sp- an M. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think it's a bit of the stretch too, but it also is a. If it is a stretch, it still fits 
what was the one thing we talked about last week as yes, a potential big on this theory house of m house of m so you have a subtle m at the at the house right to to foreshadow the house of m yeah and and that video also says you know the the hex the hexagons are arranged to form an x that's possible yeah and, and I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to. Trying to. Be I, I'm trying about to. It, but it, I'm trying to dial back my. You know, I'm trying to pump the brakes on this uh, on the speculation train just a little bit. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying any of that's wrong. Right. But but you know when worse last so, week it was just enough for us to. You can't help but do it though. Yeah. Well, to see this person pretty much say what we've been saying, mm-hmm. how how can we not take some of his stuff that we miss, or not miss, we didn't think of, and continue on with our own speculation? I still think there's a possibility we're going to see Magneto, and, and whether it's just the back of his head, you know, sort of like Boba Fett and Mandalorian in season one, where it, yeah. oh, we see the we see the legs. Yeah. Um, and of course, I was either that's either Boba Fett or that's Cad Bane, one or the other, because those are the only two that had the spur sounds when they walked. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, now are we going to potentially see Reed Richards being brought in to help explain either the hex or the radiation? And does he make an appearance in Doctor Strange in the multiverse? I think well, there's a lot of these clues. Are they foreshadowing the rest of phase four? Not just, not just the series. I'm trying to think of the most logical tie-ins for you know, to come out of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And was I expecting Quicksilver? Oh, heck no. But he is the most logical choice because him being her brother. Mm-hmm. Other dimensional brother, but brother. Right, right. Now, do you bring in Magneto? I don't think so. Not yet. But if if you have an issue with Wanda's mind, like, you know, clearly, you know, a lot of this stuff is in her head. Well, who knows the human mind better than Charles Xavier? Right. I would be more expe- – I would expect – Xavier more than I would Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking if we sh- we may be getting the setup in WandaVision of um, Reed Richards. I don't if we don't see him in the series, which I don't think we will. I bet you we'll see him in the Spider-Man film. Well, see, here's and I saw a, I want to say this was a CBR article where uh, one of the Russo brothers was talking about the subject of Wolverine. And he said, you don't need to introduce Wolverine right away. You know, you've got to, you, you need an opportunity to, what did he say? Cleanse the palate. Yeah. You know, to, to basically give Wolverine a break. Mm-hmm. So you can come back later and say, well, you, we've, we've put some distance between, you know, uh, now and Hugh Jackman's, which <laughs> I'm going to be honest, 
you're going to be hard pressed to top that casting decision. Right. And I'm just wondering if with all the missteps that Fox has done with the Fantastic Four, shouldn't you let that rest for a while? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like since the movie's going to be coming out, what, as part of phase four, we don't know when or where. Yeah. Um, Feige's got, it seems like Feige's got the idea of how to bring them in and bring them in proper. I think well, we're going to, anybody can do that. I think we are going to get proper treatment of the Fantastic Four, which hasn't been done since, in my opinion, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. As, as hokey and low budget as that was, I, I really do believe that, and Dear God, it pains me to say this. Lord, please forgive me for it. Corman did it the best. He, he I, I mean, the thing is, Corman played them as science heroes. Yes. You know, and that's what they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're science heroes who happen to have superpowers. That's what it is. Yep. It just so happens that they get themselves in situations where... Being superheroes help, you know, having superpowers, you know, but I like, yeah. Now, there was also this other little thing that happened uh, since we last recorded, Uh, happened Sunday. Superb Owl? What's that? The Superb Owl? I mean, the the thing where the, the Chiefs did score a touchdown when they landed in Tampa. Oh, my gosh. It's the only touchdown they got. No, I'm talking uh, what appeared during the the, uh, Tom Brady variety show. Oh, the Budweiser commercial. No, the Bud Light commercials, no. (laughs) How about a trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Man. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Just... I got goosebumps. And then they say goosebumps. Then they say full trailers online. Yeah. Oh my god. I love I love I love how it starts off with them in counseling. <laughs> yes, that is just so where you don't expect them to be. <laughs> and you, you and get, it's very clear. It's very clear that I mean this is almost sibling rivalry. Yeah. Level yeah. competition. You, you got a plan? Well, what's the plan? See ya <laughs> out the door with the plane. <laughs> um, this and then Zemo. Oh, oh. we're going to get proper Zemo. Zemo. See, seeing this proper Zemo, you know, just makes the whole Zemo in Civil War worth it. Yeah. Yes. And. And honestly, I don't think I can ever forgive Marvel for wiping out Baron Strucker that quickly. I know. Oh, although, you know, Strucker comes back all the time. Yeah. Because Hydra has evil science. Now, now, if you if you make him a resurrected corpse and he looks like a resurrected corpse, all disfigured and 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 not handsome at all. I, I, I can okay see that. I'd be OK with that. I would totally be OK with that. But yes, 
you know, people are saying it's like, well, you know, we, we get to see Bucky. We get to see, you know, you know, Sam. I'm like, dude, we get to see Zemo. Yes. And this yeah. is probably one of the best bad guy outfits in the MCU. Yes. yes. I, I agree. Yes. Yes. Because that, it's that, it's not hokey. No. It's no. not hokey in the least, but it pays homage to the comic book version. It does. Yeah. Now let's talk about the ladies with ladies. the black mask with the hand on it. Those were all ladies right there. Now, now so that was something I, I, we, I had to do a little research. And so this group or, or, or that mask is tied to a group uh, that is associated with the Flag Smasher. Okay. Um, now, see, I, I still got to disagree with you a little bit on that one. Okay. It, it could be it could be the flag smasher and ultimatum. It, yes. it could be, but considering as it appears that we also have Madripoor. Yes. There's a shot of Madripoor. What we what looks to be Madripoor in this trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's the hand. See that that I, there's this part of me that's that too. I, I so I'm like I don't know. I said I know what that mask looks like, but. I know where it looks like they are, and I know who hangs out in Majapur. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we're talking about ways to introduce Reed Richards and Magneto and Professor Xavier. And just seeing a Canadian with an eye patch, a scruffy Canadian with an eye patch in, in Majapur, I think would be uh, that's the kind of payoff I want. Man, don't don't even don't even. There is rumors that uh, Iron Fist season three is coming. Man, oh, dude. Oh, now I now I do want to. So this trailer, you know, this trailer was hot. Like it was, it, it busted. Uh, it busted a record. In twenty four hours, there were uh, it netted one hundred twenty five million views. You know, uh, and so and that. That beat, I think the previous record holder was Black Widow, and that was from last year's Super Bowl, and that was 119 million views in a 24-hour period. And, you know, the thing is, there's just so much that's happening in that trailer. You know, you you got, well, you're treated to a back view of John Walker's uniform. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We get a nearly comic accurate Falcon. Yeah. You, know, you get you, and, and you see uh, an upgraded and updated uh, Bucky. Well, then the Falcon we do see where he's in the red, white, and blue is mm-hmm. almost right from the comics as well. Yes. 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 And so. I, I will say this. I do I, I do like the John Walker US agent outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why they kind of deviated from the comic version because the comic version is basically red and black and those are not American colors. Of course right. that's kind of the point because this was the the costume that Captain America took after the government took the title away from him. Right. And again, I want to say this is a CBR article that was talking about it said, 
it looks like a poor copy of Captain America's outfit, which fits because John Walker is a poor copy of Steve Rogers. They're not 100% wrong, but they're also not 100% right either because John Walker was never really meant to be Captain America. No. He was he was somebody who submitted himself to the power broker's augmentation process. Right. And you know something I did not think to do when I saw the the trailer to you know look at the US agent's outfit was to see Walker's original costume which was as the Super Patriot to mm-hmm. see if they borrowed any design elements from that. Mhm. I don't think they did because as I remember the Super Patriot's outfit was primarily red. Right. With a lot of vertical stripe motifs. Mhm. But but I do like how – and I guess this is a little bit Inception kind of meta thing, whatever. It looked like the trailer. They were introducing the U.S. agent at the Super Bowl. Yes, it did. Because you see, you know, it's, you know, there's a there's a marching band and the drum major salutes him as he walks up. And, and there's the aerial shot where you see pretty much the design that's on his helmet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's what – If they if the government was going to introduce the next person to take the mantle of Captain America or whatever they're going to call him in the in the series, what more perfect place to do it? Absolutely. You know, and I think we called it when we learned that John Walker was going to be in this series, (laughs) that he was going to be the U.S. agent. The government was wanting, was gonna want him to have Cap's shield, and so Bucky and Sam are staying on the run to keep the shield away from them. Right. Uh, you know, you know, you know what's going to happen at the end of this, right? You know, they're going to have to go to Wakanda. You know, they're going to have to go to Wakanda because they're going to end up giving him, you know, they're going to end up giving John Walker his own shield. Possibly, he wound up. He wound up with a different shield too, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, yeah. he he took he took a cap. Uh, he took Steve's shield when he was the captain. Right. Uh, Steve gave him uh, that uniform, and he became uh, the U.S. agent in that uniform. And then when Steve right. took took the the mantle back, so right that was uh, Captain America one fifty. Yeah. Uh, 350. I'm sorry. Did I say 150? I meant 350. 350. Such a good issue. It was a very good issue. So much happened in that issue. I bought that issue off a spinning rack. If for Mm -hmm. those of you who are too young to remember what a spinning rack was, (laughs) ask your parents. Because I I came across some of the best stuff. Now, you you were not going to get consistency because, you know, if you were trying to read every issue of whatever, nine times out of ten, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But when you lucked out, you lucked out. Yes. And, yeah, because that was where the Red Skull showed up in Steve's clone body. Mm-hmm. It was where Walker and Steve fought and, you know, Steve beat him. Yep. And then they both went, you know, they went to the the commission, whatever the, the oversight committee is for them, basically to see what the shield, you know, who gets the shield. Right. 
And in that episode, that's where Walker steps down as Captain America and says, you know, Steve, you are the one that makes this look easy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know, cause Steve was ready to walk away from it and said, you know, I don't want him back. Right. And he's going right. to like, dude, take this stuff back and become Captain America again to keep them from picking some other poor schmo to botch this job. That's clearly, mm-hmm. you're the only one that can do this. Right. Right. And i and that's the same issue that had in it. And this opened my eyes. Like the, one of the backstories in there were all of the, all of the, all the uh, soldiers mm-hmm. who had been Captain America through the years. Right. Uh, I think there was also like a, was there was there like a shortened retelling of the, of Cap's origin, and then like maybe a cross section of his van and the motorcycles? There was um, there, there was with that. I'm one. not sure about that part. I do remember there being a a vignette, a little short story where the Red Skull wakes up in the clone body. Yes, and basically that's retelling the Red Skull story. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. Well. I hate to say this, but final thoughts. Um, you know what? I can, can you can you can you believe we're we're at that stage where I'm actually having to say final thoughts? I I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, the, the, this this hour flew by. It, it legit. Flew by. It usually does. Uh, my final thought is. Yes, azaleas are toxic to dogs and cats. Visible signs that an animal has ingested some part of an azalea plant includes excessive drooling, vomiting, diarrhea, weakness, difficulty walking, appearing lethargic, tremors or seizures, loss of appetite, and coma. Oh, so me on a good day. (laughs) Well, except for the... uh, Except for the excessive drooling. You I only agree. drool a little bit, Mike. Oh, sorry. 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 Sorry there, guys. Uh, Kylan, final thoughts? Uh, you know, um, number one, um, I am going to go back and rewatch the the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer about 12 more times. And uh, Anthony Mackie uh, said about the series that it's like Tom Clancy movie. So this is literally, if I had to pay for it, a shut up and take my money situation. Um, Watch it at quarter speed, even. (laughs) No, that's funny. Oh, it's also getting it's also getting a uh, a strong rating. Yeah, TV sixteen. It's uh, it's sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, so that's it's it's putting it kind of like in the same air as you know Jessica Jones and parts of Daredevil, right? Yeah, they said, uh, for except I guess for violence and language. So, what you know, well, Cap's you, not going to be around them to, to call them on the language. So, well, we know what Falcon said to, to Bucky, <laughs> yes, response to the fight. On the on the truck, so you know um, that little yeah. girl done kicked your butt. <laughs> uh, and uh, as far as uh, as far as WandaVision goes, you know, um, after last week, 
the things that I felt pretty comfortable and, you know, saying, oh, I'm pretty sure this can happen. Pretty sure that's going to happen uh, now. Mm-mm. Um, if if in tomorrow, if in uh, the next episode, Peter Parker shows up and he's the next door neighbor, I would not be completely surprised by that because, yeah, yeah, there's that. You know, and I'll throw this out there since they're talking about uh, Luke Skywalker up, uh, moments. What if, and I can't see this. That's, being that series right. comes out later. <laughs> what if it is Carol Danvers? Personally, I think it's going to be Doctor Strange. But what if Carol shows up? I don't see a reason why she would. But I'm just going to throw that out there because I didn't see getting... Um, Fox's Pietro. So there's that. Well, you know, let's let's remember how did Captain Marvel get uh, called back to Earth the first time? Pager. Pager. Yeah. What if what if Monica is actually texting Carol? It's possible. It's possible. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know enough about Carol to say she's an aerospace engineer. True. But yeah. Well. I have one final thought in three parts. One, two, and three. (laughs) Oh, boy. No sign of unusual brain activity. I have prepared a safety briefing for you to entirely ignore. Look, we gotta talk. Yeah, Thunder Talk. We're going all kinds of sideways with that sweet nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. It's topical. Political. Dare I say radical. We've got all your latest news and reviews. Hot music. And a whole lot of comedy. But it ain't for kids. Definitely mature content. So let's talk. Let's talk Thunder Talk. Thunder Talk is a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.